tonight, I'm going to talk to you very quickly on the subject of sharing grace and serving grace. That's tonight's topic. So let me just share with you a definition of sharing grace. It's God's power and ability to meet our needs and to make us joyful in our giving to other people. Sharing grace, what that does when it's operative in our lives, it keeps us from lack and it also keeps us from being self-centered. Sharing grace is the impartation of God's generosity. On the inside of you, you got the greatest giver of all time. For God so loved the world that he gave. And so we have been recipients of these glorious, wonderful gifts from our Heavenly Father. And the Master told us in Matthew 10.8, Freely you have received. We've been recipients, have we not? But then he goes to say, Freely you will receive. If you receive, freely you will give. Amen? I think I got that right. Matthew 10.8. And so we understand in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, and I believe it's in the Amplified Version, God spoke something powerful to Abram. He said, I am blessing you, and as a result of the blessing of God upon your life, you will be a blessing, and you will dispense good to others. Everyone say, I'm a dispenser of good to other people. Now we want to look at this text here for a moment in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 in the Amplified Version. And I'd love for you to read it with me if you would please. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 8, ready, read. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Whoo, what a verse of Scripture that is. And so God is faithful uh, to give us what we need. He is faithful to put on the inside of us the ability to be generous, the ability to be a blessing to other people. Now, as believers, we are to be givers. And we are, and I want to just share with you a, a couple of quick principles about, about giving and operating in this sharing grace. Number one, believers are to give personally. You know, if you do a study in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5, and I advise everyone to get the book, grace the dna of god because it goes into greater depths than what we're able to share here in just a few moments and really what brother tony's been able to share on the videos but in second corinthians 8 1 through 5 it describes the generosity of the macedonians and he said this in verse 5 and this they did not as we hoped but first gave their own selves to the lord and unto us by the will of God. And so our sharing grace, our giving, is not just some sort of a religious ritual, but our grace operating in giving, it reflects our heart. It comes from the core of who you and I are. And so we are to give personally of ourselves to the Lord and to others,
But the Bible talks about giving consistently and giving systematically. For example, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 2. He says, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. So systematic giving and regular giving, what that does, it produces stability in the church. How many of you know tithes and offerings are necessary in the local church for the church to function in its full ability? But not only that, it also promotes maturity in those that are giving. Discipline and also responsibility for each and every one of us. When God's sharing grace is prevalent in our lives, it produces consistency in our giving. Amen? And I believe I'm looking at a whole lot of people that are consistent in their giving. And then we are to give proportionately. Again, that verse in 2 Corinthians 16, 1, 2, or 1 Corinthians 16, 2, it says, On the first day of the week... Let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper. And so our giving then is to be in proportion to how much we prosper. Amen? And so we should be laying that up in store, just like your local church does. At the top, praise the Lord, we take 11% and we put it into the God account. Amen? Be getting a habit of laying in store your finances and your funds and be ready to distribute and be ready to give as the Spirit of the Lord guides you. Amen? And then, of course, believers are to give generously. In Proverbs 11 and verse 25, it says, The generous soul shall be, shall be made rich, and he who waters will be watered also himself. Amen? Keep in mind that it doesn't just apply to money now. We can also be generous with our time, with our talents, and we can be generous with our encouragement to one another. Do we need one another? Do we love one another? Have we got a word for each other? Absolutely we do. Words of life, words of love, words of blessing. And then we're to give willingly. Isaiah 1 verse 19 says this, If you be willing and obedient, what are you going to eat? You're going to eat the good of the land. That's a whole lot better than eating the bad of the land. I'd rather eat the good of the land than the mediocre of the land. Well, the good of the land belongs to believers. And we are believers. Amen? And then believers are to give purposefully. One of my favorite verses on giving is 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. So I'd, I'd like to pull that up there if we have that. I don't know if I wrote that down. I'll read it to you. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this. Praise the Lord. I think they're working on it. All right. Let's read it together. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, or of necessity... Not a tearful giver, but a cheerful giver. I think one translation says hilarious giver. If you knew what was on the other side of your seed, I'm going to say that again. If you knew 
what was on the other side of your seed, what was on the other side of your sowing, you'd get happy when you give. Joyful, hilarious, prompt to do it givers, not grudgingly, not giving because someone manipulates you. No, you're giving under the direction of the Holy Spirit because you love Him and you want to do His will. Amen? So, givers are generous. And then givers are to give responsibly. The Moravian Covenant for Christian Living says this. I'm going to quote it. He says, We deem it a sacred responsibility and genuine opportunity to be faithful stewards of all God has entrusted to us. Our time, our talents, and our financial resources, we view all of life as a sacred trust to use it wisely. Praise God. And then believers are to give expectantly. Don't wave bye-bye to your seed. Wave hello to your harvest. Give and it shall be given. Come on, somebody. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over. And then, of course, believers are to give worshipfully. By that I mean it's an honor. And and when we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord, it's it's a it's it's part of our worship. It's holy, it's separate, it's sanctified for the master's use. Amen. Now, very quickly, let's look at serving grace. Serving grace is God's power and ability to serve him and others with his divinely imparted gifts. Serving grace gets us off the sidelines into the mainstream of the plan of God. Serving grace keeps us from being unproductive. How many times has Jesus said, I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Amen? And so serving grace, in a very real sense, is the impartation of God's ability. Let's look at this. Hebrews 12 and verse 28. It says this. It says, Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And so the Word of God teaches that every born-again believer has some type of calling on their life. Would you agree with that? Some type of calling in their life in the area of service. We've all been graced by God to fulfill a certain place in His body. Amen? And that's what we're all about here. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, 10, verse 11 says this. Say this with me. I've been saved not to sit. I've been saved to serve. And so we serve loving one another. Notice this in 1 Peter 4, 10, 11. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards. Now notice this statement of the manifold grace of God, the diversified, the multicolored, if you will, grace of God. Literally, that's what it is. It's multicolored. It's, it's, it's diversified. God has got so many people with so many gifts, and we all make a beautiful, colorful picture before the throne of grace. Amen. 
And so we use this gift to bless others. He goes on to say, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever and ever. Amen. So this manifold grace of God, this serving grace, is for the benefit of other people. Say with me, I have something on the inside of me to give, to impart, and to be a blessing. Gifts are different. They're different gifts. Praise God. That's what makes up the body of Christ. It's a beautiful thing. When people find their place and get serious in their place, and serve God with all of their heart. If everyone in the body of Christ would do what the Spirit of the Lord had put on the inside of them, it wouldn't be long before we'd all be home with Jesus. Amen. The NLT says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Say it with me, all glory and power to Him be forever and ever. Amen. Now in closing, let me give you just some very quick points. We've already established every believer has a gift, a function to fulfill. We've also established this, that we are as believers to use our gifts to serve one another. Amen? Now, listen to this statement. I love this that Tony made in his book. He said, Grace is not something God gives us to isolate and remove us from others, but rather to become better connected and to become helpful to other people. And so God desires his people to be in community, in communities of love, of encouragement, and of mutual support, everyone doing their part. Amen? You know, thank God for official positions in the church, you know, pastors and ministers, and they're all needed. But how many of you know the whole body is needed? Everyone has got a supply to bring, a supply of service. Amen? a supply of prayer. And so we are so thankful for that. And so as believers, we are to use the variety of his gifts to the glory of God and benefit others. You know what Paul said? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Let's try that on for size right now. Say it with me. I am who I am. I have what I have only by the grace of God. Paul really knew that, didn't he? He knew what he used to be. He knew what he used to do. When Saul of Tarsus, who is now Paul, met Jesus, God did an absolutely revolutionary uh, work in his life. Amen? And so I want to encourage all of you to cultivate what God has placed on the inside of you. And one of the greatest ways 
that we can do that is by spending time in his presence and by praying out the mysteries that God has placed on the inside of us. For some people, the plan of God and where they should serve is a mystery. But how many of you know the mystery is uncovered and the mystery is being revealed? Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I want to encourage you, you know, if you're kind of teetering back and forth and, well, what should I be doing? You know, one thing that I would suggest, do what your hand finds to do. Just find a place to serve. Do what your hand finds to do. And then you may be doing that for a while, and then the Lord may lead you in another direction. But I just want to say it's been an honor and a blessing to minister to you tonight.